If you would like to hear your ad on the Leap Pod, contact us at leappod at gmail.com. That's L-E-E-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now off to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of the Leap Pod, and today I have Ethan Babcock in studio with me. Well, thanks for having me, Liam. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. So, uh, just a quick thing before we start. I wasn't able to quite put the teams into NBA 2K for the competition, and I, I'll do that right when I get back from camp. So, in just in about a week, I'll... Hopefully, have a episode up given the winners and what happened in that. So, yeah. Yeah, time to time to stop the slack and the. Yeah, um, I already started it, but it's pretty okay, pretty. Okay. Whatever time, you say. Pretty time-consuming process. Well, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here yeah. in lovely Paradise Valley, Alberta, and we're here to talk about. After, after letting it marinate for a little while, the NBA Finals. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure everybody knows, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Phoenix Suns 4-2 to become NBA champions. Yeah. Giannis is an NBA champion. Feels nice. I mean... Feels I, nice for Giannis. I've never been a big Giannis guy, but seeing him hoist that trophy, seeing the big smile on his face... And honestly, seeing the numbers he put up throughout the series, pretty tough to say he didn't deserve it. And, yeah, pretty tough not to be happy for him. Yeah, like, he just wasn't human, honestly. he His effort in the last game, I think he tried harder, or in my opinion, I think he tried harder than anyone on either team. And that's great to see from your stars and that. Type of thing, so yeah. Well, that's some. That is a trait that he's always had. That if you can have the guy at the center of your team be the hardest working player, it rubs off on everybody else. And Giannis is just a—he's a dog. He doesn't quit. He gives 110 percent, and he has all the physical tools to dominate a game. Oh. And he did exactly that in the series. He was Finals MVP. I think he had. Was that the most points ever put up in a finals closing game? Uh, tied with, I forget who, Bob Pettit. Tied with Bob 50 Pettit. 50 points. Very impressive like that's, performance. That's insane. And not to mention his defensive, like five blocks. That's crazy. And his positioning was great. Like he wasn't fouling. He was playing it super smart. He would run down, get chased down blocks and all this stuff. After after the first two games in the series, when the Suns went up two nothing, I was ready to call this Suns and five. Just I expected it to be done pretty quick. Maybe the Bucks would get one, and it would be a gentleman's sweep. But Giannis had other ideas. He played really well the whole series, but he really turned it on after getting out of Phoenix there, and put his team on his back. Uh, yeah, he was the hardest working yeah. player, and you know, it's pretty hard to be mad when a guy like that finds success. You just yeah. knew it was going to happen sooner or later. And he's not a great shooter, I'll say that. But final, like in the last game, he was seventeen of eight, 
18, but then he was 17 of 18 from the line, but then, like, one of the last, when the game was already closed, he missed one, but I don't think that. So he ended 17 of 19, but I think one of those didn't really matter too much because. Well, uh, 17 of 19 from the line is phenomenal, and it's phenomenal for him. That was the difference in the game, the fact that he made clutch free throws and actually got points for his team on the line because that's a defense tactic against Giannis. You send him to the line, make him earn it because he doesn't usually do very well from there. But he made the Suns pay, and if he's hitting those, how do you defend? If he if he went like his if he went his career playoff average from the line, he would only had like twelve thirteen points from there, and that would have made, that would have like either went meant the Bucks one by one or meant it tied. So, but, like that's a big yeah. And with with Giannis, it's a big deal. You know this Bucks team was by no means constructed perfectly they had lots of highs and lows throughout the playoffs and throughout the season you never really knew what you were going to get out of chris middleton or Giroux holiday you knew what you'd get out of Giroux on defense but both chris and Giroux were very shaky on offense at times and then dominant on offense at times so really they they knew what they were going to get out of Giannis, and he always delivered for them and it was yeah very impressive. You're happy for the guy for sure. Also happy for guys like Chris and Giannis and Bobby Portis, the hound dog of the team. Oh, yeah. He was fun to watch, and I think he was a Bucks fan favorite all along. Now I think he's an NBA fan favorite just in general because he oh. he's a brings a ton of energy to the team. And I mean, I don't want to. It's hard to say they wouldn't have won without Bobby Portis, but I honestly am questioning if they would have. Think about how close Game 7 against Brooklyn was, how close this series was. Bobby Portis was a big difference maker, and that wound up to be a fantastic pickup. Yeah. And he's like a crazy stretch big. He'll, he'll shoot better than – I'm pretty sure he'd be above average for a guard because he – Oh, he's, he, he's he, a league best. 47.1% from three. Like that's – at six foot ten, power forward and center is what like that's what he plays. That's exactly what you want in today's game. And he is a guy whose decision making isn't always there, but he's always he he is of the same mindset of Giannis, always giving a hundred and ten percent, and he really fits the team identity and the city's identity very well. Yeah. What uh, what's your what's your take on Chris Paul? In these yeah. finals, I mean, I'm not sure if he was healthy or not, but <clears throat> if he was healthy, then this would really stain his, uh, his, like what he's thought of in history, because you can't go out in the finals. <clears throat> he he's been great all all playoffs all year, and then he comes out in the finals and like puts up ten or like turns over in critical moment, that type of thing. It, it's just not not great. Well, going into the playoffs, he was the favorite for MVP of the finals. He was, everyone was picking Chris Paul. And I'm not sure what was going on. He's, he's a, an old guy. He's 36, something like that. But Chris Paul, I was very unimpressed with throughout 
the finals when compared to watching him throughout the rest of the playoffs because without him, they would not have gotten to where they were. I, I don't think it, like you said, it will stain his reputation. I This year, if anything, should boost his reputation. And finals, he was not great. He had a lot of yeah errors and missed shots when they needed him the most. But overall, I'm trying not to let it sway what I think of him as a player. It seemed as if like the whole narrative was pushing towards Chris Paul having this moment where, I don't know, last year, I, I he easily could have just mailed it in. He gets traded to Oklahoma City, one of the worst teams in the league. Then he leads them to the playoffs. He doesn't give up on them. Then he gets a shot in Phoenix, leads them to the finals. It seemed like everything was pointing towards Chris Paul finally getting his moment. And at the end of the day, there's not a lot that can really be said about what they did wrong. I think it was just a matter of they ran into Giannis. They ran into a freak of nature playing at the top of his game. Yeah. and that, That's a good point. I'm not going to lie. But I do – I do think, like, if he would have won this, this would have put him, like, higher on all-time rankings. I'm not saying it would have put him, like, top point guard of all time or top two, but that you could have made conversations, like, top three, top four type thing. Just because, like, he's been so consistent, but then right when you get into the finals, that happens. And if he was injured, then I'm sorry, but then just take this for granted. But if he wasn't, then you can't really do that. Well, it's, I don't know. Chris Paul is still one of the great point guards to ever play. One of the best passers, best decision makers. And he's honestly a really good closer too. But this finals, he was just outdone. Yeah. And... Like, I was pretty disappointed, even when he wasn't playing so well, to see lots of games where, end of game, he wasn't forcing the issue. He wasn't seeking offense. He he was sort of almost standing in the corner at times in these finals. And I would have really liked to see, even when it's not going, him just be aggressive. He did that a couple times, and it didn't work out. But it's been their go-to throughout the year, him and Book. And... I don't know. Something just was off a little bit. I would have, I would have liked to see him come up big in a game, or at least be taking some of those shots or a few more of those shots than he was. Yeah, you gotta. When you're uh, the team leader, you gotta, you gotta be confident. You gotta have, you have to take that stuff, because right now he's gotta fit. He's thirty six. He recently turned out, I'm pretty sure, so he's nearing the end of his career, although I think he'll have a couple more years since it, his play style is not too, like, athletic-reliant, more think, smart. And, and I still think he has a few years where he can contribute at a high level. And even, like, leading the young players as an old veteran that even if after he retires, he'll be valuable to have. And he is a guy that I think has too much pride to like, I, I expect to see him back in Phoenix next year. Cause I think he has too much pride to go ring chase at least right now when he can still be a difference maker on a team. Chris Paul, 
I expect to see back in Phoenix Orange next year, and I, I expect them to have another really good season. It's going to be, I feel for them a little bit, though, because the West is just going to, this was their chance. The West is going to be very tough next year. All these, every single series they played in, one of the stars on the other team was injured. And they might have still won, they might not have, but can't ignore that. And you got to think the stars kind of aligned for them, and they weren't able to get it done. West next year will be tough. Utah should come back good, hopefully. Uh, Denver, Jamal Murray, hopefully comes back and well. LA Clippers, every, every team honestly they, they played, looks good. They played the Clippers, Kawhi was hurt. Dallas Mavs and Chris Dapps, uh, they didn't play the Mavs actually. They played the Lakers and uh, LeBron was hurt a bit, wasn't he? Or was it uh, eight? You're sounding like a Lakers fan, kind of. Well, it's true though. <laughs> if you If you get the Lakers fully healthy... I don't know how that series even goes for them. I think they would have still got it. Yeah, maybe. Just seeing how LeBron was playing before that, I think he still would have. I think the Suns still would have had them. Just this was the year for them yeah. to do it. And I I really don't expect to see them back in the finals anytime soon. Yeah. They got a young, a young core and some good players, some good talent, but... They, they should be a perennial playoff team. Maybe get a round or two, but they're not going to be able to have the same impact Yeah, that's, by any means. That's, there's no denying it's that. It's tough for Phoenix fans. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite a young team. And then Chris Paul. Cause, yeah, so they got Devin Booker. Uh, what's the guy you were – oh, why am I forgetting their center? DeAndre Ayton. Who actually did pretty good, like throughout the playoffs, and which is what you'd need. And their whole team was doing good. And then that just the finals just not great for them. I mean, sure, but I I honestly don't think they played horrible. I just think they ran into it's a it was a. Obstacle they just couldn't overcome. Giannis Antetokounmpo at the top of this game. But do you have anything else to add on the finals? Not that I can think of, no. Well, should we talk about uh, the Olympics? Yeah. And USA, breaking news, just played France in in the men's basketball in the Olympics in Tokyo. And they lost. This is mind-boggling how bad this team is doing. Yeah. For their roster, it's just unbelievable, really. It's, like, just looking at it, you'd think they should win every game, no problem. But then, yeah. The USA hadn't lost in years. They were on a 25-game Olympic winning streak. And they lost two preliminary games. They lose this one to France. And all of a sudden, Greg Popovich and Team USA have a lot of questions to ask yeah. themselves. Okay, one Team USA, in I forget what year, they beat Nigeria by like over 70 points. They, now they lose to Nigeria. Let me read a couple, of, just, let me read a couple uh, of the names on this Team USA. Um, you've got – oh, wait, where am I? 
wrong team. Uh, you have, well, here's from memory. They've got Kevin Durant. They've got Dame Lillard. They've got Jason Tatum. They've got, honestly, probably 10 players that would make up top 50 NBA players. I, I You could say that, I think. Like, they have just a wealth, a depth of talent. Yeah. And they're getting Evan Fournier scoring 28 points on them and dominating them. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Drew Holiday just went there. Devin Booker just went there. I think Chris Middleton just went to play. Like, these guys are fresh out of the finals. There's they're no tired. I, I don't think. Team. I don't think they will make the massive difference because they're all tired, but still. I, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't lose three games to like as a loaded team like like they have right now. Yeah, look at that. Sorry about that. Okay, but yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. Disappointment for the US. As a bitter Canadian fan whose team didn't make the Olympics, uh, I'm pretty happy to see this happen, to be quite honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be chemistry, I think. Chemistry is probably everything. Also, this is like the team to be in the in the Olympics. This is like their Golden State Warriors, their Brooklyn Nets. This is like they're going all out and you can't have USA going a little going half speed underestimating because boom. Now the team USA is a bunch of individuals. They're not a team. Yeah. That's a good I, way I to still, put it. Still wouldn't be surprised if they got it together and won it all, but it's pretty embarrassing to have that much talent, that much of an advantage over everyone else and still lose this way. Yeah, you can't. It's just crazy how they can have a star-studded lineup like this and then lose to teams with Bogdan Bogdanovich or as their star, something like that. Well... I think we've said the same thing about this for about five minutes now, so we might as well call it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leap Pod, and be sure to tune in next week when hopefully I'll have the thing, the contest done. Catch you later.